Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Cine Place podcast. Uh, I am here for a very special episode today at uh, the National Theatre. So I am talking to Flo Buckridge, Senior Producer for NT Live. Thank Hello. you for joining me, Flo. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Excellent. On this lovely sunny day. I know. It's so nice. Summer is finally... Finally here. Finally here. I felt like maybe we were not going to get it this yes, year. Yes, I agree. It's firmly here. And it also might only be here for five minutes, but so, yeah, maybe the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Let's kick off with, um, you just introduce us to yourself and how you got into the role here and a little bit about your background. Yeah, so um, I have been working at the National Theatre for uh, nearly six years. Um, I've always worked on National Theatre Live um, in that time. I've had it... um, a few different uh, roles across that period, um, but I've been um, part of the kind of pr- producing team uh, for the last kind of uh, three or four years. And uh, prior to that, I had come from a more traditionally uh, theatre background. I worked at um, the international touring company Complicity, um, so that's where I was sort of directly before. Um, yeah, that's that's a bit about my background. Okay, and what does your role involve here? I mean, we'll get into the nitty gritty, but just generally. Yeah, so I have um, I've got quite a broad remit actually because I have been here for quite a long time. Um, so I um, what I spend most of my time doing is working out which productions we would like to broadcast for NT Live, looking at the schedule of that across the year, and that is a combination of looking at the programming at the national. And also uh, programming outside um, of the building as well, because we work regularly with um, partner theatres to broadcast their work. And so I, I yeah, spend most of my time looking at that, looking at that program. What do we want to do? How can we schedule it? Can we schedule it in? And then securing the rights to be able to to do that. So um, contracting artists and, and and that sort of thing. I uh, also have quite a lot of responsibility ability for um forecasting and budget setting um and also look after kind of oversee the distribution side um so there's a a team of of people who work on the distribution of nt live um in-house here for the uk and then uh, we work with a um international distributor for for outside of the uk okay excellent so We'll come back to the distribution thing because obviously yeah. you guys are now g- uh, doing it on your own. But let's start with it's your 10th ten- year anniversary. Happy anniversary. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, can we go back to the very beginning, which was obviously June 2009? Um, how did it get started? How was the idea conceived? How did it pan out, should we say? So, it was um, initially a bit of an experiment. So, we didn't know who was going to come and see it. Was it going to be something that people were interested in in coming to see? You, you know, we had to kind of um, start from scratch. Who are the partners that we need to speak to to, to get into cinemas? All, all of that kind of stuff. How do we do it? Um, we had um, modelled... Um, what we're doing we're really influenced by um the met opera in new york who yeah were the, the, who are the, the kind of pioneers yeah, yeah the yeah. pioneers the kind of first arts um big arts organization to broadcast their work into cinemas so really inspired by them we were the first theater to be doing it and um when we started we as i say it was a bit of an experiment and we didn't 
we didn't say right we're we're doing this now and we're going to be doing it in 10 years time it was um we programmed a pilot season of work to see to see kind of how how that would land so I guess in essence we were kind of prepared to walk away from it if it didn't the work. trial didn't pan out yeah. yeah if the trial just just didn't work and it was just um you know there wasn't an audience appetite for it and it just felt like we were spending lots of money and and not getting not reaching the people that we wanted to um but we were sort of really pleased um with the success of it so yeah 10 years ago was the first broadcast of Fedra um from from the National Theatre um and uh I guess we were very fortunate that um we have a regular program of work here so we've we've got three theatres at the National um and they um the Lister and Olivier especially play in rep so there's there's often lots of multiple productions on at any one time um, and we had the benefit of our, our launch, um, you know, having having someone like Helen Mirren um, in in the lead role. We had that kind of film cinema crossover uh, with theatre. Um, so that was that was a kind of real uh, benefit to 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 us in in launching it. Um, so yes, we so we we launched. Um, I think it's something like two hundred cinemas. Um, I think Fedra was um, originally seen in about twenty countries, um, and now we have around sort of two thousand plus cinemas around the world, and are in around kind of sixty five countries. Mm-hmm. So we've had kind of huge growth um, in in those ten years. Are you still expanding? Are you still growing the number of cinemas you're in? I think um, internationally, I'd say we we're still um, growing the number of cinemas we're in. I mean, we 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 regularly have uh, venues in the UK that um, want to come on board and start screening NT Live, nice. and we're very o- really open to um, to them doing that. We're in around seven hundred cinemas in the UK, so we've kind of got quite a good spread across yeah, yeah. across the country, um, and. I think we've seen our kind of big peak of, of growth in terms of number of venues there. There are um, uh, there are still lots of venues that uh, we could be screening in and that we'd love to work with, um, I think. Uh, but in terms of cinema growth, um, distribution growth, then um, it's it's probably more international than it, yeah, than it is yeah. in the UK, just because there's more, there's more countries out there, <laughs> and the and the and the markets, you know, is constantly shifting for different territories. New, um, uh, it's ch- kind of changing all the time. The marketplace. Well, it makes sense, doesn't it, that when you've kind of done it really well here to kind of to do that. So yeah, absolutely. Um, so how do you decide which productions from the national? Uh, the National Theatre are going to receive the sort of NT Live treatment. So do you have a process? How do you approach it? Yeah, so um, I guess uh, in the same way that we look at um, programming for the National Theatre, uh, we are we, we, we hear about what's coming up very early on and we kind of, um, uh, you know, might listen to think, oh, yeah, that, sound, that sounds good for NT Live. I mean, really what we're trying to do is a... Um, a broad program of work that um sort of showcases the work on on stage at the national um that you know might offer a shakespeare might offer some new writing might offer a classic play um we we want to get a kind of mix across the year um and then as we are working more often um more and more often with partners outside the national as well we're also looking at at those productions as well and what what would be what would be a good fit so there's there's a lot of um I guess we um 
because we have such a um such a broad uh audience yeah yeah, we are going out globally we have to um we are looking for productions with the widest audience appeal yeah um so ones that will yeah ones that will will appeal to the widest audience um and sometimes we know that we have uh, that there might be a production that feels like it's got more of a UK story, mm-hmm. um, that wouldn't stop us from from doing it. We'd we'd look at that balance of of where we think the audience is going to be across the year. One of the things that that can stop us doing productions is scheduling. So okay. um, we might have something that we want to do outside of the building at the same time as something that's on here. And because the production process for NT Live, um, we take a bespoke approach to every production. We don't have fixed cameras uh, in any of our auditoriums. We we bring an outside broadcast. Uh, every time and obviously when we're outside the building it's a it's a bespoke approach as well in 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 different theatres so we have um two camera rehearsals which are kind of full performances um in full show conditions with the cameras and all the kit um in situ ahead of the live broadcast night um and sometimes the scheduling can be tricky and we're, we're unable to do what we want to do um or there's something else that's being broadcast that night or it's uh, clashes with a big film release. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of things we have to consider before we commit to broadcasting a production. And there can be, and also the, the other the other thing is is rights. So the national um, the national theatre might have the the rights to a stage production, but um, the film rights might sit elsewhere and there are other other production plans in place so um yeah there's a number of factors that kind of uh we we navigate through to 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 get the kind of full program that that we do in terms of cinema technology in a general sense Mm -hmm. um has the evolution of that since the start of nt life because obviously we're talking 10 years ago has that improved the process do you think it's enhanced the audience experience or it's just a case of well it's it's going to happen anyway and we rolled with it sort of thing does that make sense yeah I mean yeah I should say I, I can't talk masses about this um we um obviously ca- cameras um are improving all the time so there's there's new technology in in terms of cameras one thing that we have been doing that we've done sort of um across a couple of um quite a few productions actually is captured in 4k um, so we, we standard, we'd go in HD, but, um, have captured a few productions in 4k. I mean, we're always kind of looking at, at technology and, um, how we can, can. Yeah, yeah, to do, to do the best that we can. And we kind of always want to be at the kind of forefront of those conversations and looking at where the technology is moving. I think one of the areas that, um, that may change in the future is how we deliver. So we deliver currently via satellite, but that, that may well change in the future with fiber with um with with those kind of technologies of of reaching cinemas um so we 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 have um yeah we have a kind of a technical producer who's worked on nt live um since the start and um he uh yeah he is kind of really on top of those those conversations and what the kind of next steps are i mean we from a kind of audience perspective we want to be giving them the best quality broadcast experience, and yeah. experience that, that they can get um and we kind of really pride ourselves on on the quality of our of our broadcast and kind of see that as a real benchmark of, of what we do so we'll certainly be um 
you know, looking to move with the times if, if and when other things change. Yeah, fab. So let's turn to the distribution stuff that we mentioned. You guys, obviously, you've gone it alone, if you like. How has that been? Talk me through, yeah, how the experience has been, what you've kind of learned from it. If I'm, I'm sure you're kind of tweaking the process as you go along, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, really, the the, the decision to take the distribution in house was really around was really around growing audiences and about being as a national theatre having that, you know, as as a national organisation having a relationship with those with our partners nationally. Um, so it was it was um, really born out of out of our desire to to kind of grow grow our own audiences and, and, and foster those relationships. We brought a um, team of people uh, into, so we created a new team um, to, to do that work um, and um, have, it's now been over a year since we've been um, looking after that uh, distribution in the UK ourselves. Um, and uh, yeah, it's been, it's, it's been a really brilliant thing to do. It's really great to have uh to have those direct relationships with with those partners and some of them you know we've worked with um for a really for a really long time um and it's it's fantastic to be to be working directly with them we've we've always kind of worked with the multiplexes our, ourselves so it's just the the independent cinemas that um that we brought um that we brought in house um but we kind of it it was um yeah felt like the right thing for us to do and um we're yeah looking forward to kind of car- carrying on carrying on the process and yeah as you say we've been thinking about how you know the best way to communicate to people all all of those sorts of things we've been thinking at thinking about and tweaking as we go have there been any challenges that you've experienced or challenges but not particularly I mean I guess like logistically in terms of you know starting those conversations with that many venues it's a, it's from the a, beginning from yeah. the beginning yeah. it's it's a, a lot of people to be having yeah. a conversation with at the same time and but but I don't know not 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 beyond that no, nothing it's that's <laughs> nothing it's it's it's, it's felt yeah. it's yeah it's felt like the right thing to do and it's really it's been great to to be working more closely with those venues yeah, yeah. fab I know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask for the yeah. sake of the podcast. Um, what's your biggest success success story to date? What's your best piece of content? Our biggest single broadcast is Hamlet with um, Benedict Cumberbatch. That we was a Sonia Friedman Productions uh, production that was at the Barbican Theatre uh, in 2015, and it it was kind of phenomenal. It was um, I think the the global audience has um, for that sort of title alone is is nearing nearing a million and uh we've just we're just about to release it again internationally yeah i think i think the reason for that success is obviously obviously partly benedict cumberbatch and doesn't his, hurt does his, it? his, his <laughs> kind of yeah broad appeal globally so he's really a kind of global global star from from you know the work that he's done um i think also it's a kind of classic shakespeare it's so again Shakespeare um performs really well kind of globally as well it's a it's a, it's a really well-known story and it was just a very high caliber production and uh it 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 really kind of it really took off and um was kind of amazing the the number of people that have seen that production around the world it's, it's yeah. yeah I wish I had more to hand kind of interesting places that it's been screened but um yeah it has has really gone everywhere <laughs> um you touched on when we were talking about the early days of NT Live uh Helen Mirren obviously in Fedra how important do you think 
having a, a name attached to it is? I mean, obviously there is the star appeal and that's going to account for some of it, but do you think that's, you know, how big a part does that play, do you think? Yeah, I think we, we're often looking at... Um, I think it does play quite a big part in terms of um, ticket sales. Like it, we, we can't deny that, that that does have an impact. Um, and again, as I was saying, because we go out globally, um, if we have uh, talent involved that is recognisable, you know, not just across the UK or not just in theatre, but that kind of reaches beyond that, um, then that's the best way for us to bring in those audiences. It's not vital though and we've broadcast um you know broadcast all sorts of productions and um for different reasons because we want to showcase that we feel it's a particularly important story or important production to get out there and um, because really the 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 reason why i mean i should have said this at the start the reason why we launched nt live was to reach audiences that it wouldn't we wouldn't otherwise so um people who either wouldn't you know, very unlikely to come to the National Theatre because of, of where they are or that it's it's just more convenient for, for them the to go to the accessibility factor, yeah. accessibility factor has been a kind of, I, I think, is quite an important element for NT Live. So, um, you know, the, there's a range of things that, that we would look at. So amazing if there is um, some, you know, an actor that's, that's, that's of really high calibre and very well known in it, but that doesn't have to be the only driving factor, nor is it necessarily the only driving factor for ticket sales as well. There there can be all sorts of reasons why a particular production kind of sparks a... Um, spark something with audiences um that could be the writer that could be the director that could be just because it's it's a brilliant show that's had brilliant reviews with it with a great story to it and there's a buzz around it i think it's also worth pointing out that you guys in yourselves nt live is now a household brand um i speak to a lot of different cinemas around the country and i've never spoken to one who doesn't rave about you know the content you guys put out and how well your shows do in cinemas I think you know all credit to you guys for, <laughs> for that as well um on the flip side of things has there ever been any any content either a, a kind of a particular piece on its own or maybe a season that hasn't done as well as you'd hoped and why do you think that was what what could the potential reasons be for that and, and what did you learn from it I guess as well yeah that's um that's a really good question yes there are there are, have been um productions who that which haven't performed um as well as we would have liked I mean we when we're programming a production we're always looking we're we're always hoping that it will um the audiences will come of and course, see it but yeah. sometimes there are there are factors that mean that they don't I mean I think there's there's a kind of a, a whole um, host of reasons really um, I, sometimes it can be I think things like the weather can affect whether people go to the cinema um, or you know the scheduling maybe some productions were too close together or it was something that just didn't have a, a, a you know a brilliant production but um, didn't have um, enough of a hook to, to bring more audiences in but there's a, there's a you know there's a I could talk for hours about why things might underperform um and I think there really are a number a number of factors at play and it's also about what else you know what else is out in in cinemas at the time it's it there's a lot more in cinemas from a kind of event cinema uh, perspective than than there was um 10 years ago um there's more content out there people are consuming content in different ways um so we're we're aware of that and and um you know thinking about 
how, how what's the best way to schedule our program to, to make sure it, that we're yeah. that we're getting um, the best audience that those, those productions deserve. I don't know if this is necessarily your area, but again, in a general sense, how do you approach the marketing for each event? I know you'll have a marketing team to handle that, but are there any particular uh, ingredients, if you like, that really contribute to getting it out there? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got a um, an in-house team. There are three people who work full-time on, on NT Live from, from the marketing team, and then uh, we've got a press officer as well. We, again, we take a bit of a bespoke approach to every production. Um, we will always be um, amplifying whatever uh, the, the kind of market, key marketing messages are for um, the theatre, whether that's um, with productions outside of the national or, or our own. We kind of act as, a, as an amplifier, I guess, of, of, um, of that messaging. We're probably also thinking a little bit more about where, about cinema audiences. Obviously, in, in theatre, you're, you're not thinking about yeah, a cinema course, audience, yeah. but we, although we're... What, what we would never say that NT Live is a film. We are operating in the world of, of cinema and film. So we'll be thinking a little bit more about that, um, the hooks that, that, that might relate to uh, film audiences, perhaps, to share with our cinemas. Um, but, yeah, we take, we really, uh, we take a, a, yeah, a bespoke approach to every production and, and um, look at different, you know, who, what's the, who is the audience here? And, and how do we reach them? I mean, most of our market, we don't have um, huge marketing budgets. Um, we certainly don't have film marketing budgets. So we're competing <laughs> yeah. with um, people with, you know, with uh, much louder voices than ours. A lot of, and, and because we've got to go to so many places as well, a lot of what we do is digital. A lot of it is um, kind of through um, social media and social media advertising. And we do take, you know, a different pro- approach on different productions, but... Um, that's broadly where we'd approach the home. Yeah, we'd be amplifying the, the the kind of existing message around the show and learning from our colleagues, um, the marketeers here or or at the other theatres of what what's been working well for them. Who are the audience that are coming in to see it yeah. in the theatre, and how Being do we specific. reach that audience? Yeah, in, yeah. In cinema, what do you think? Kind of from your experience of producing, what do you think are the kind of key ingredients to making a successful piece of event cinema? So, what is it that people come for? I think people come uh, for that that sense of event for an opportunity to see um a production that they weren't going to be able to see otherwise we we spend a lot of time uh, really setting where we are so on on the broadcast night we show um shots of the auditorium we show shots of the audience coming in sit down eating their ice creams in the interval we want to give a real sense of um it you know, of a shared experience of your your a theatrical this. production, a theatrical production, yeah, yeah. and and really making people aware of, of the space that they're in, rather than shooting something that just shows loads of actors and, and could be a film, I guess. Um, so I th- I think I think that's that's key thing, and we really try and create a buzz around uh, the broadcast or the release date itself. Um, uh, to yeah, give a sense of that kind of special ephemeral event. Yeah, like a night out. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any future plans you can share with us? Like, what does NT Live have in store? Yeah, we've got um, we've got uh, some brilliant productions um, announced. I'd suggest everyone goes to ntlive.com to see what we've got coming up. Um, we've got our release of um, uh, Small Island this week, uh, which is a brilliant uh, 
production from the Olivier Theatre here, uh, which sort of tells the story of uh, the relationship between kind of the UK and Jamaica with Windrush generation and uh, post well World War Two and post World War Two, and it's a it's a it's a really moving kind of epic story and adaptation of Andrea Levy's novel. Uh, we have got um, the Lehman trilogy after that on the twenty fifth of July. We are uh, releasing One Man Two Governors back into uh, cinemas to celebrate our tenth birthday on uh, the 26th of September. We are releasing A Midsummer Night's Dream from the Bridge Theatre uh, on the 17th of October. That's a really fun, really funny production. And then we are broadcasting Hansard, which is a new play from the National Theatre on the 7th of November, which uh, has Alex Jennings and Lindsay Duncan in it. And then on the 28th of November, we are releasing Present Laughter from The Old Vic, which um, stars Andrew Scott. Um, so we've got lots of upcoming content, I guess, more broadly in terms of uh, what are NT Live doing next. We are really committed to the NT Live programme, to continuing to bring kind of the best of, of British theatre to, to audiences around the world. So we will continue to have a kind of regular, regular programme of broadcasts. Um, we have, or the National has just announced that we are launching the National Theatre Collection, which is a educational streaming um, oh, that's interesting. Service. Yeah. yeah, so we'll be working with, we've had a, a platform called On Demand in Schools, which is free to all uh, primary and um, secondary schools in the UK. And uh, the National Theatre Collection is, um, that is a kind of expansion of that um, going into universities um, and other educational establishments. Um, so we, and we are not putting all of our NT Live uh recordings on there but um we'll be putting a number number of those there so um yeah we've been looking at, at that kind of education streaming market and um beyond that there's kind of no um direct plan for us to do anything else with our content but uh, we're always looking at uh, as i was saying earlier how the how the market is shifting and how people consume culture um is shifting i think we sort of maintain we feel that um you know our our productions are um shot for the big screen they are we're trying to we're trying to replicate that theatrical experience as much as possible and so that that will always the home of nt live will be cinema um but yeah as i say that technologies are changing who knows what may come in the future <laughs> uh, that's a nice way to tie into my my last question mm -hmm. do you have any thoughts or what are your thoughts on the kind of future of event cinema as an industry in terms of obviously 2018 the best year yet for event cinema growing what do we need to do to keep that moving in the right direction do we need to be attracting kind of more diverse audiences younger audiences do we need to be trying different content um, I know that there's kind of a, a thread of, of more sport-focused stuff that's coming through. Obviously, that wouldn't necessarily fit you guys, but what are your thoughts on that area? Yeah, I mean, the event cinema market has changed a lot since um, NT Live started, um, when there were just kind of a few players in the field. There's a, there's a lot more people making content and putting it out there. Um, there's a lot more uh, live music events as well as sport. Yes, we definitely want to be... Um, reaching a, a, a more diverse and, and younger audience I think that can really be done through the, the type of content that we put out there we know with the right content we can reach those audiences um, so it's about 
it's about looking out for those those kind of productions that will that will appeal to to that audience. Um, I think it's yeah, it's 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 an it's an interesting time for event cinema, and there is a lot of new new types of content coming into the coming into it. So um, it's yeah, it's going to be interesting to to watch it play out, broadening the horizon, yeah, reaching out, yeah. Fantastic. Well, thank you ever so much, Flo, for chatting to me. I know you've got a busy afternoon, so I will let you go. Thank you very much for having me. Um, everybody check out cineplace.co.uk for all your latest events, cinema news, insights, information. And check us out at Cineplace Live on social media. And until next time, I will speak to you soon.